broadcasting live from SOAR 2023 at the Gas South District Convention Center in Duluth, Georgia. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio, brought to you by Oberman Law Firm, helping you navigate the complexity of workplace issues. Now, here's your host. And hello again, everyone. John Ray with Business Radio X, and we are back at SOAR 2023, the annual conference of SHRM Atlanta. Uh, we're at the beautiful Gas South District Convention Center. If you're listening to this episode after the conference and you missed it, you need to put it on your calendar for 2024 now because you really missed out on a fantastic event. We, we've had 750 or so HR leaders, people management professionals, business leaders. Um, it's been fantastic. Everybody's walking around with a smile on their face. Um, and uh, lots of great sessions, lots of great content. Uh, so if, if you uh, missed it, please make sure you're around next year. And uh, if, you, if you did and if you stopped by, we're grateful for you for having done that. And just a reminder, all our interviews uh, for the conference are underwritten by Oberman Law Firm. Oberman Law Firm is the diamond sponsor of this year's event, and uh, they're the place to go if you've got complexity in the workplace that needs legal assistance. Oberman Law Firm is a great place to go. Uh, I'm delighted to welcome Robin Stencil. Uh, Robin is with Spark. That's her day job. And then, and then, and then she is the 2023 chair of Sherm Atlanta. Robin, welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you here. Thank you. So let's talk about Spark first. Yeah, uh, how, are you, how are you serving folks? Yeah, we are a uh, technology consulting firm um, focused on helping with digital engineering, different products, uh, projects that our clients have. So we are throughout the U.S. So instead of taking your technology and maybe outsourcing it overseas or something like that, you can bring it on uh, shore and we do a lot. Of, that's kind of our Tagline is helping you onshore. Um, we are part of Bain Capital, and we are part of their ESG fund, okay. um, which was a big attraction for me. Yep. Um, and so in addition to doing all the great work we do for our clients, we're also focused on STEM, STEM education, and really helping the underserved population get involved in technology. So we have a junior associate program where if you've maybe been to a boot camp, you're looking to sort of retool and reskill. We look forward to having you come work and uh, give you some experience at Spark. Yeah, that's that's terrific. So t- talk about the types of companies that you work with. I mean, obviously, yeah. there are companies that want to uh, uh, contribute back to, to, to the economy here, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and and uh, But there's a lot of other business reasons why somebody might want to work with you. Yeah, so we, um, anything from Fortune 500 companies, big names that you would have heard of in the Atlanta area, um, as well as kind of across the U.S., to even kind of smaller, I think, fintech kinds of companies mm-hmm. um, who are looking to enhance their technology. And maybe um, as they think about this, part of your point, they may want to give back into the community and looking for local resources. But there's also some things around compliance and mm. things like that that really require the work to be done um, closer to home, if you will, right. on or near shore. Right. Um, and so working with that becomes really important mm-hmm. to our clients as well. I think the other thing um, that we hear a lot from our clients is this ability to put teams together. And although our teams are remote today, um, they do really come together and be either become part of your team or a supplement to your team. 
um, time zones, things like that really are, are not an issue as we start to bring those together. Yeah. Yeah. I, that makes a lot of sense. So talk about some of the parts of the country that you operate out of. Yeah. So we um, kind of pre-COVID um, operated out of 10 development centers. Today, all of our uh, colleagues are remote, mm-hmm. um, but we were in areas like Augusta, Georgia, mm-hmm. Mobile, Alabama, Albuquerque, New Mexico, um, Buffalo, New York. Uh, we were in Baton Rouge, Milwaukee, Madison, Oklahoma City. I'm sure I'm forgetting someone. Oh, wow. Get, yeah. So we yeah. had about 10 centers across the U.S., uh, Jonesboro, Arkansas, Okay. Um, where we had consultants. And they, at that time, kind of pre-COVID, they lived in and around a center and came in. And so you and I would be working in a center and probably working for the same client and having conversations about that. Right. COVID came, sent everybody home. Um, and so now we are more regionally focused and to keep our colleagues connected, we put them in what we call cohort groups. So they are in and working in little teams to kind of build their career skills, but then they're also in project teams. Okay. They're working with clients and connecting and utilizing those skills in that way as well. Oh, that's, that, that's terrific. So, um, so are you fully remote at this point? We are fully remote. Yeah. Okay. So you, you're, you're in a great position. We see, I can, we can get some free consultation yeah, from, let's do it. from you for our <laughs> listeners. Talk about um, the decision to stay fully remote because a lot of folks are coming back yeah. in some form or fashion. Um, for And everybody's got their own reasons for doing that. You see the, the advantages of staying fully remote versus coming back in some form. Talk about why. Yeah, I think there's a few things. I mean, one of the things was just during the um, pandemic, the hiring that we did. So we stopped focusing on just saying you have to be within a distance to drive to a local center. Got it. Now, if you look at it, 80% of our colleagues live sort of in or around close to one of those areas that we just talked about. But we were able to get 20 10% of our colleagues to kind of come in and join us in smaller remote towns. Imagine if you've got these great skills and you lived in somewhere, Hicksville, Ohio is an example, right? Where would you go to work? And so we could kind of bring in more talent the other thing is, is we've got about 10% of our talent and have these really unique skills that were in bigger markets that we hadn't been hitting. So now we can offer you know, a breadth of things to our skills and um, offerings to our clients because we can put together teams that have different skill sets than what they maybe had in the past. The other thing we saw is really we didn't drop a beat from what we were delivering to our customers, right? Mm. And we're in the tech space, so imagine... You know, we've all seen this, at least I have in kind of previous lives of tech folks, you know, sitting and they're having a conversation with someone, but they're actually not physically talking. They're on chat and they're sitting next to each other. Right. Right. <laughs> One cubicle over, right? Right. Yeah. So those kinds of things were happening. And so now um, people have, were able to still kind of bring this together. Mm-hmm. What we've realized, though, was we didn't want to lose that stickiness, right? That water cooler conversation where you and I catch up and kind of have a connection back to the organization. So as I mentioned, when kind of colleagues come in, they're out, they're working on co- uh, client projects, and they're learning and they're on a team as they get to do that. They're getting feedback and things like that in that way. But then we've now kind of moved to what we call this cohort model. So I live in a region. Let's say if I'm in, I would be in the southeast region. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be in the more senior part of my career. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would be with other people who are similar to that. And now what's happening as an organization, we're feeding you different content along the way to help you build your consulting skills and to create a conversation. So think about it like a mini MBA program. Right. Case study come together. And what we found have found is that with that, add a practice to it and still being part of a community in the region – 
we really are still delivering great work for our clients. Now, that doesn't preclude somebody who lives in Mobile, Alabama to somebody else who lives in Mobile, and there's five or six of them who say, let's go get a drink or a pizza, or let's go into the office for game night. All those things still happen, but what we found is we can still really manage that, deliver great work, and again, really expand our colleague base from a remote perspective. Yeah, that's uh, that's fantastic. Uh, so how do you respond to, uh, there are some business leaders, some quite notable that get quoted in the Wall Street Journal all the time, who say uh, you cannot develop culture fully remote. You yeah. ca- you got to be back, right? I mean, look, we've had a lot of conversation about it. Um, <laughs> right. I think, you know, for those of us who maybe have been around for a while, we lo- I mean, I-, I love going into an office and seeing people and having conversations sure. and doing that, and I think it really creates that. Um, what we found is you can create culture in different ways. So mm-hmm. now imagine we've got these sub- we've got this project culture that you're on, and that sort of is creating something. Now you've got this team culture, again, these kind of three to five people that you're working with, and you're talking about things like negotiation skills or communication skills, or you're building those things, and you've got that. There's another community that's happening there. We also have practices. So I'm in part of a digital engineering practice, right? Now I've got a community that lives there. And then I'm part of a region, and so I'm coming together collectively in my southeast region to sort of find out. What we found is that all those things create community in a way that also gives flexibility to people and sort of meets them where they are. Mm. Um, and so, you know, it's really hard for, in my opinion, really hard to say, gosh, you know, you've been doing a great job working from home, but suddenly now it makes me happier to see you sitting in kind of butt in seat, if you will. Right. Um, because that makes me happy. And you're like, but I'm still talking to this person who's over here and doing this other thing and I can't create that. And so that culture comes through in all of those different ways. We haven't lost our, what we call colleague resource groups. So things like a women's network, mm-hmm. our black voices network, right? Our rainbow right. group, all of those things are still there. Our colleagues have just, we had a big uh, com- uh, kind of conference, if you will, SparkCon, yep. um, where people came together and they were playing Dungeons and Dragons. They taught our CEO and our president how to play and they were going oh, through wow. this. So all that happened in a virtual environment and we haven't seen, we've seen more people kind of connect through those tools and technology that we gave them to mm-hmm. use kind of pre and then certainly during COVID where they really expanded. Mm-hmm. And so those those relationships come together. Do you have to think about them in a little bit different way? Sure. But we're, we're kind of put, putting you together, hopefully, in what feels like a natural way that sort of pushes that that conversation. Yeah, yeah, that's that's terrific. And what, what you're talking about, it seems to me, Robin, you correct me if you think I'm wrong, but it seems like to me you're talking about intention. That's right. Like if you have intention about culture and operating with intention in whatever confines you've you've drawn for yourself, then it's going to succeed. I think you've got to be intentional, and I think you've got to be able to provide resources and tools that allow people to be successful, mm-hmm. right? I think we've heard, and I've been part of, and probably one who has said at some point, like, hey, you own your own career, mm-hmm. right? You own developing that and kind of this connection to the organization. I've also been guilty of being the person who probably was like, I don't really know what resources. I haven't built those resources yet, but you own right. that. And I think for us, what we're trying to do is to make sure that that intention is there, that those resources are there, that these connection points are there. And we all have different things. I mean, when we kind of think about this four-leaf clover of project, cohort, practice, and community, 
we know that there's different points that those things are going to be important to you and you're going to draw on those in different in different ways and different times. And so we want to intentionally focus on each of those areas so that when you've got a need, I really want to build a skill set. I want to understand what the best practices are. I'm going to get that from my practice. And then I'm hoping that I'm getting staffed on a project where I can go practice that. Yeah. Right Now I've got my cohort group to come and talk about what went well and what didn't go well with that. Mm-hmm. And then I've got my community in a way to give back. And community can be things like we've um, partnered with uh, women who code to create a hack- hackathon. So I've got a way to get to give back and I can still do all that remotely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, terrific work. Robin Stenzel is with us folks. She is with spark and we're going to talk about her Sherm Atlanta, uh, work here in a second, but one more question about spark. So, so talk about the dynamics that are driving your business right now. And, uh, let's, let's, Give a shout out to that work and talk about the types of clients that you work with and that that, uh, are good fits for you. Yeah, I think um, we are focused, again, heavily in the technology space. We have a lot of our um, clients have a consumer-facing approach to that. Um, so think transportation is one of those logistics, you know, people kind of going through and are really reinventing. Think about, we hear this all the time, right? Digital engineering, reinventing, um, you know, we have a large, uh, customer here in Atlanta who's very logistically focused and got a lot of sort of rethinking and retooling and things that they're doing as they, um, really think about their business. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's a great fit for us. It's also a great fit for us if you're kind of a smaller organization. Maybe you're part of a private equity firm. Maybe you're in the fintech space, as an example. We've done quite a bit of work there. And you're really working to build, you know, and kind of productize the work that you do. Our um, consultants are great at kind of coming help, coming in and helping you get that work done, helping you think through that process. Um, we've got a great product group who comes and helps and sort of says, let's step back, let's workshop what you want to do and how do you mm. get there. and really helps you build upon that work. Um, so uh, manufacturing is another good spot for us. So I think really as you think about those verticals, we can really help you take that digital engineering, that digital transformation experience um, kind of to where you want it to be. Yeah, yeah, terrific. So you are the 2023 chair of Sherm Atlanta. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations on that. That says uh, a whole lot about you and uh, the contributions you've made to the organization over time. Um, Talk about what, well, let's talk about the conference first. We'll talk about uh, 2023 in a second, but let's talk about the conference and just, uh, first of all, the the big thing this year, I think, was just making the move here to uh, the Gas South District Convention Center, right? Yeah. I mean, Beautiful space. Yep. I, mean, I, I was uh, out of town yesterday, came in and came in today and saw it. What, like, so happy to see kind of people sitting around having smaller conversations, you know, inside, outside on this beautiful day that we're having and really connecting. Um, and then I, I barely had made it in, right? And I started to hear about the great work and the presentations, you know, the, the conversation that's happening. Uh, I was talking to one of our presenters who had been talking about compensation, right, which is a big hot topic. And all kinds of states now with compensation transparency and what does that mean and what does that look like and um, what I've heard over and over again is that people are engaged in those sessions they're really sitting here and and getting to learn a lot more but the conference center itself I think you know the ability to work um, with the Gath South team has been great um, for our team and I think it's just been a really nice fit and again cannot say enough about just the beautiful space that's here yeah that and I think the the move was at the right time, it seems like to me, because, uh, you, you know, 
we're at a point where most folks that are coming back are fully back. And so last year was there still a little bit of impact there on, on attendance, but this year it's just been kind of, uh, well, the kind of a full blast, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, yeah. everybody's here. So we, we just spent a bunch of time talking about remote work. Please, please know that remote work does not equal. We want, we never want people to connect in person, right? That's right. We want to create those opportunities where they make sense back to that intention. And we think this is a very intentional way to bring people together and have a conversation. Um, some conversations are hard to have, like in these large groups, right? And I think right. we've all been part of doing this remotely. And I think, you know, Sherm Atlanta did a great job of taking on and presenting a conference in a, an environment that said, we got to do this in a different way. Yeah. Um, but it's great to kind of come back and be able to have those conversations in person that are hard to make intentional, right? It's hard to have those water cooler conversations in an environment of this size and scale. It is. And, and to the organization's credit, you've, you've made this some virtual aspects of this available to folks that either cannot be here or um, still aren't quite comfortable being in crowds, right? That's right. I mean, again, whether that's your schedule doesn't allow, you know, the the convenience of where we are may not work for everyone. Um, And to your point, not everybody's kind of ready to kind of be out into a crowd. And so you can really still get the content, have consumed the content. Maybe you were here and you're like, I didn't get everything I wanted. I want more. I really, you know, want that. You've got the opportunity to have the virtual option as well. Yeah, I can definitely see how that would be, right? Because there were so many concurrent sessions that were really terrific and it was hard to choose. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So you've you've got all kinds of options now. Yeah, absolutely. So let's look ahead to the rest of 2023. What what are you seeing out there? What are you excited about for what the organization's doing for this year? Yeah, I think, you know, we've um, really taken Jason, um, our CEO, and mm-hmm. his team have done a great job of really thinking and I think listening to members and what do they want, right? Mm-hmm. And so people still want to come back together. You'll still see chapter meetings with the options to come together. Yep. You'll still see virtual options for things to also come through. I think, you know, we are living in an environment that has got a lot of legal complexity. Mm. I've kind of started the, the broadcast that way, yes. talking about that, right? Absolutely. So as we start to think about what does that look like and how are we making offerings for folks to kind of be connected and learn that. I think, you know, over the last few years, we've also really focused on businesses who maybe don't have a big HR department, right? If you've maybe work in a small, you're a startup organization or um, even in bigger organizations where you want your people leaders to be even better people leaders, yep. um, right? We are really focused on how do we give you the skills to understand and navigate through the environment in which we are, which, you know, is a very different environment than it was a couple of years. And it's not just COVID. I think technology has changed how we think about things. Um, I think, you know, if we think generationally, how we consume everything is yep. very different. So how do you start to pick and choose kind of what means, you know, is going to make you successful in the role that you want. And I think um, we've done a good job. Hopefully people feel that yep. of being able to pick and choose what you need. You know, I heard a term that I had not heard before. Um, and that I've heard of HR department of one. I also heard their term HR department of none. So, yeah. <laughs> so that person yeah. that gets the short straw or whatever they drew to, that's right. they, they get nominated to be head of HR for their organization, right? That's right. And they're just trying to figure it all out, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's 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 complex, right? Yeah. I mean, I think there's. Um, state law, local law, Mm -hmm. all of those things. And then there's just, hey, I think this is the right thing to do, but let me understand what that's going to do kind of short-term, long-term and what those impacts are. 
Also, what like what are other people? I mean, I would say I am like I love to hear what other people are doing, right? Because you, yeah. you're not going to take necessarily that thing and say I'm going to do exactly what you're doing in my organization. You can shape it, and mold it, and have it fit in your organization, and suddenly you've got this new thing that's working really well that you wouldn't have had before without some of these conversations. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think people are. Um certainly glad to have all the resources, all the exhibitors here that have all the different resources that they can bring to bear, uh, on an HR for an HR leader. Uh, it always helps to have somebody that's like use some of those resources and see what their experience has been. Right. That's right. Yeah. You can hear that. I mean, I think it's, it's great, right? You see to people who you kind of, you're by your favorite vendors and you're, you're helping bring the crowd in right with right. them because you're, you're so excited about what they've done and how they've helped you with whatever changes or problems you were having um, mm-hmm. helped you accelerate your business as needed. So it's a great, it's yeah. a great opportunity. That's, that's terrific. Uh, Robin Stencil has been with us, folks. She is uh, uh, with Spark, and she is also the 2023 chair of Sherm Atlanta. Robin, it's been a pleasure having you, and thank you for all the great work you do and th- your leadership in Sherm Atlanta and for uh, um, being a, a integral part of bringing all this together, this conference together. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Before we let you go, though, we got to get to the most important question for folks that want to know more about Spark. Maybe they want to connect with you in some way. Yeah. Uh, How can they do that? Sure. Um, You can go to uh, Spark. You can go to our website, Team Spark. Uh, You can contact me, um, which would be great. Robin.Stenzel at TeamSpark.com. Um, if you, you may, this is a new name. We didn't talk about this, but this is a new name for our organization. Mm -hmm. You'll see, we were formerly, maybe you're familiar with a company called Rural Sourcing Inc or RSI, um, is now Spark. So we look forward to hopefully connecting with, um, folks that are out there who have, uh, technology and digital engineering needs. We'd love to, to have a conversation with you. That's terrific. Robin Stenzel with Spark and the 2023 chair of Sherm Atlanta. Robin, thanks again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. This episode of North Fulton Business Radio is underwritten by Oberman Law Firm. Oberman Law helps local, regional, and national clients manage the sensitivities of employee relations in the workplace. 